Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter number 13, verse 16. 2 Kings 13, verse 16. I believe that this is, uh, there might be some teaching into this, but I believe that it's going to be something God wants to release for, for where we're going, where we're going. How many knows where God guides, he provides? I'm not talking money right now. 2 Kings 13, 16, and it reads, are you there? Then he said to the king of Israel, put your hand on the bow. So he puts his hand on it. And Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Turn to your neighbor and say, first you got to put your hands on it. We won't go any further just now. I'll get ahead of myself. And he said, open the east window. Listen, when God gives you a window, you better open it. Right? We, we have the ability to keep it shut or to open it up. We have the ability through him to seize the moment. But we have to seize the moment. And it, he opened it. Somebody say he opened it. Thank God he opened it, right? Then Elisha said, shoot. And he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, my God, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For you must strike the Syrians at Apex till you have, listen, destroyed them. Till you have destroyed them. I came to release, and I'm going to continue to read, but I want to do this right now, over your house right now. Matter of fact, those of you who are in this house, you're going to participate today. Stretch your hands toward the people that are watching through that eye lens right now. And we declare a release of the arrow. We declare a release of the arrows, Lord. The, and and this, this, I came to release the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and to declare this right here. Because some of you have lost ground. Some of you have lost territory. But I declare that God is going to give you territory back. I declare that there's a, a, a reclamation that's taking place. I declare right now that there's a recapturing. I need somebody to help me right now. Let me hear your voice. I declare that there's a recapturing that's going to take place. Because the arrow of the Lord is getting ready to strike. The arrow of the Lord is getting ready to go after what it is targeted to go after. And the key is that we must do what God has commissioned us to do. So I believe that the Lord's deliverance is coming to your house. I believe that the Lord's deliverance is coming to our land. I believe that the Lord's deliverance. I know that they say America is taken and it'll never be in the ways of God anymore. But we take back America. America for God. We declare that God is getting ready to deliver America. Come on, somebody. God is about to bring deliverance. And we come against every demonic spirit. We come against every principality that has been able and allowed, even by us and by the church and by leadership, has allowed demonic and corruption into God's house. But we declare that we take back holiness in the name of Jesus. We declare that we take the land back in the name 
name of Jesus and there's been some stuff that's been taken from you child of God but I declare that the enemy and I will declare it that he's going to give back seven times what he has taken from you I said there's a seven coming to you there's completion coming to you there's finality coming to you what am I saying it's not just going to be a partial deliverance but it's going to be settled once and for all in Jesus name amen and amen and the key the key to this is the next verse and it says then he said take the arrows he took them Jeremy I almost had you bring your bow and arrows I don't know if you have I figured you probably did, but I didn't get to you fast enough. Take the arrows. He took them and he said to the king of Israel, of Israel, strike the ground. Somebody just shout, strike the ground. So he struck three times and stopped. Now turn to your neighbor and tell him, don't stop. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till... You had destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. Thank you for the arrow. Look at this. We have an arrow today. And I'm aim, aiming it right towards you. Not to destroy you. This is the arrow of hope for you today. Hallelujah. This is the arrows of the next generation. Woo! Come on now. This is the arrows of the strength that's coming from the next place. Come on. This is why we're doing what we're doing. It's kingdom. Somebody shout kingdom. Kingdom is about the next generation. The arrows that you're firing into territories. So he says, the man of God was angry, verse 19, with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria Tell you had destroyed it, but now you will strike Syria only just three times. So, Heavenly Father, in this moment, give us the fervency. <laughs> give us the fervency behind our faithfulness, Father. Give us the desire that only can be developed in your presence. Give us the desire to be in your presence. Give us the desire to hear from you. God, I thank you for what you're releasing now. And I thank you, Lord, that there is an anointing that shall be released today to take back to take back in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want you to turn to tell your neighbor in here in your house. Tell your neighbor at home, strike until. Strike until. Because the enemy's ultimate goal is to stop you. He wants to stop the success. He doesn't care if you get a glimpse of what God has spoken. Right? He doesn't care if you get a sneak peek. If you get a momentary uh, uh, moment of 
a miracle. Because you can receive a miracle, but it not be sustained. Even I've seen it in ministering and praying for individuals, and I've seen even as people have been healed, but the healing did not last. Because they struck in the moment, but they couldn't sustain it because they, con- they did not continue to strike when they went into the street. You can strike in the sanctuary and receive your deliverance, but your deliverance may not be sustained in the streets if you don't continue to do what you have to do to sustain it. What am I telling you? Resist the devil, right? And he will flee from you. How many has developed this in your life that many times you've resisted? But the enemy doesn't stop just because you've resisted him one time. He doesn't stop just because you resisted that temptation, just because you resisted that addiction, just because you resisted that moment that you could have uplifted somebody, that you could have done something, but then you begin to allow corruption to come out of you. Why? Because the enemy tempted you in old habits and traditions that you used to do. And so we have to strike each and every time. Why? Because if I don't continue to resist him, I cannot overcome him. The only way to overcome is to continue to resist. Somebody say strike until. So we have to strike until in our personal lives, but I want to go even a little deeper than that. We have to strike in our prayer. Listen, we always start right at the beginning of the year. We always fast, and we always get on a diet, and we always hit the gym at the right time of the year, right? We fill up in the Christmas holiday seasons. We get real comfortable, and that's you You have to watch it when you start getting comfortable because you start allowing familiar things in your comfortability. And so you started out right the first of the year, we're all praying, we're all fasting, we're all getting our hearts aligned, we're all striking and striking and striking and doing the things, but we have to continue to strike. The Bible said, I must pray without ceasing. I cannot stop praying just because I've had a breakthrough. I cannot stop praying just because I had a mountain experience. I cannot stop praying just because I've overcome one circumstance tell your neighbor strike until and we must strike until not only we see deliverance in our house and deliverance in our families but we see deliverance in our communities I want to continue to strike the arrows until I see deliverance come come on somebody I want to strike until I see the enemy defeated I want to strike until I see a reformation in the land I want to strike until we see abortion clinics shut down all to the glory of God the Father I want to strike until I see souls saved provisions made but we have to continue to strike we have to continue to strike we have to continue to swing strike until sickness is healed in your house strike until revival is is released in your house there must be a continual diligence a commitment that continues to swing that continues to strike I'm not saying that you have to think about it all the time but allow your spirit walk in the spirit walk in the way of the spirit and as you're walking in the spirit your spirit is swinging for you you can't do it in the flesh but if you will walk in the spirit your spirit will begin to devour the enemy for you truth will begin 
begin to be remembered for you. Truth will begin to resurrect on the inside of you. And at due season, at the due time, God will be able to release it from your mouth. When the mountain stands in front of you, there will be the spirit that you've been swinging with continually and perpetually. It has the ability to say, mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, never to be remembered again. Why? Because the spirit of God reminded me of his truth. Strike until sickness is healed. Strike until revival is relieved. Strike with zeal. Strike with passion. Strike. Uh, and, and, and this zeal and this passion cannot come by way of our flesh. It will not come by the way of our flesh. We cannot work this kind of passion up. We cannot work this kind of zeal up. I, uh, what am I saying? I can't be half-hearted in the season that God has taken me into. I need somebody to help me right now. I can't just come and sit on a cushion and just receive and receive and receive. But I, everything that I've received, i got to use, use, use use against my enemy because the enemy, the adversary comes to sift you as we but I know that there's some he cannot sift and it's those who are working your spirit man, those who are swinging with your faith and it comes by way of his touch somebody say his touch somebody say I need his touch in the next season of my life I need his touch I need it. Why? Because in his touch is his fervency. In his touch is his passion. In his touch is his, uh, it is his ability. It's, it, in his touch, the Bible said that the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah. This was the successor of Elisha. The hand of God was upon him. And how many knows that Elisha had done many things? He, he accomplished many things. It wasn't because he was wonderful. It wasn't because he had all the gifts and talents and, and he could do this and he could do that and he's figured out how to do this and that. It was because there was a mighty hand that was upon him and he could outrun things. Why? Because the hand of God was upon him. Listen, we cannot run, outrun the enemy in our flesh. We will get weary, but when you begin to, to get weak, when you begin to lose your breath, that's when the wind of heaven with the hand of God, and we have to allow the hand of God to lead us. We have to be allowing the hand of God to be over us, to be over our house. The Bible says the mighty strong hand and the hand of God will lead you and the hand of God will guide you and the hand, watch this, the hand of God will push you past uh, uh, limitations, push you past uh, natural dimensions and you'll be able to do things you've never done before. You'll begin to build things you've never built before. You'll begin to declare things you've never declared before. You'll begin to lay hands on sick people and they be recovered like they've never been recovered before. Why? Because when the hand of God is upon you, it begins to be transmitted upon them. What is upon you begins to be released upon them. It's the kingdom. Somebody shout the kingdom. I got to get on with this. So in eastern lands, most instructions was given this way. We see that this was a, uh, it was an act. It was a symbolic thing. And it was the hand, it, it represented the hand of the prophet the hand of God was upon him to guide him, to direct him. It was always upon the prophet, leading him. And God was in the symbolic act that took place. In eastern lands, these instructions were given this way. If you look in the book 
the Second Kings chapter number two, verse nineteen. One of the one of the the, the first things that that miracles that was developed by Elisha, you will see that it happened by prophetic act. Brought out a bow, put salt in it, God healed the water. And isn't it interesting that the enemies perverted it so much that we don't even believe it in the house? When God tells us to do something that's uh, out of the ordinary, we automatically call it witchcraft. Why? Because the enemy doesn't, he doesn't develop anything. He only carves and copies what's already been developed. So I want you to understand that there may be some ways God comes and tells you to do things. Let me just go here for a minute. Because sometimes the Lord, and this, I've, I, people told me that I'm, I'm a hellion because I did this. But I remember when we couldn't get our house sold. And I had a little rock that said faith on it. I think it was faith. Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong. But it said there was some kind of truth upon, I believe it was faith. And we begin to plant that the, the Holy Spirit spoke to us and said, put a prophetic act on it. Plant the rock into the ground. And, 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 he, and, and I, will, I will bring forth the sail through your obedience. And I planted the rock. Crazy. I know it's crazy. But I planted the rock into the ground. A week later, the house sold. It worked so good that somebody, my neighbor, which was my twin brother at the time, said, hey, do you still have that rock? And guess what he did? By the for sale sign, he planted the rock into the ground. Was the rock, did it have any substance or significance in it? No. But the faith behind the planting, watch this, brought forth the sale. So sometimes God will tell you to do things that's crazy, and people are going to tell you you've lost your mind. But if God said do it, don't listen to them, listen to Him. Because your cell is contingent on your obedience. Come on, somebody. Right now, God may be commissioning you just like He commissioned Elisha. And I want you to understand that this prophetic act was a prophetic act, watch this, that ensured victory. Without the act, there would have not been a victory. And so there was a prophetic act. There was something, watch this, that others didn't see. Can I tell you, sometimes the things God tells you to do in your home right now, in your private place, people may not be able to see it. It's a prophetic act that God is telling you to do. It's an obedience. It's your faith that God is saying, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And he's just looking to see if you're willing to go the extra mile. And he says, uh, well, there was a prophetic act that would ensure victory. The prophet was in his last stages. How many knows that the church, let me just say this, the prophetic voice of God, the body of Christ, how many would say that we are in our last stages? I mean, here's what's awesome about the last stages of the prophet. The prophet still had strength in his last stages. Can I ask you the question? Do you still have strength in your last stages? Do you still have a shout in your last stages? Do you still declare the song of the Lord in your last stages? Do you still know that my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that he can think, ask, or imagine? And I may be weak in 
in my body. But the Lord said that when I'm weak, that is when he becomes the strongest. I'm looking for somebody to take 30 seconds and you may be weak in your body and you may be weak at home and you may be laying on your sick bed but Elisha had the strength to get up and do what God had commissioned him to do in his last stages he still had the strength I feel that right now some of you may be in the last stages of your ministry but God is going to give you greater strength in your last stages come on you're going to do more in your last stages I said the ending of a thing will be greater than the beginning of a thing I said the former glory that's coming the the former glory cannot even compare to what he's about to release over your I'm getting excited I'm getting happy right now because I feel my strength right now and I'm here to tell you that he may have laid you down. He may have laid you on a sick bed. He may have told you that you have no more purpose, but I'm here to tell you the prophet is arising. You have another mission. You have a next step, and God is going to use you to bring full deliverance. Just like he used our prophet here. The prophet was in his last stages of life, but still had fight. He still had desire to release divine blessing. I don't want to stop every sentence, but I just feel like stopping right here. Do you still have fight? <laughs> now watch this. And desire to release a blessing. Come on. It's hard to release a blessing. It's easy to curse a thing. But do you have desire to speak to the destiny? Come on. Because God has given us all a sphere of people to influence. Are we speaking to their destiny? Are we speaking to their demise? What is your desire? What's our desire today? Because the prophet still had the main thing to be the main thing. And that was that he would speak to the blessing of a thing. That he would speak to what God can do anything. I know that we can look at something and say, man, he ain't worth anything. She can't do nothing. She can't even get it together. But what can God do inside? You see what I'm saying? So we have to have the ability to see beyond the curse. My God. This is better than what y'all shouting. We have to have the ability in this season. Listen, because you're going to see a lot of things. We're moving into some new territory. We're going to see some stuff, but we have to see beyond the curse and see what God's blessed them to be, what God's blessed them to become, what God has placed on the... Let me tell you, there's kingdom development on the inside of each and every one of you, and God wants you to succeed in it. God wants you to fulfill everything that He's prophesied over you, everything that He's declared over you, and the only thing that can stop it is the curse inside you or the curse of someone pointing at you. How many of us we can point in private? The prophet was in private. Watch this. He, he was in private. Now he did get upset. It's okay to get upset. We're going to get into that in just a minute. Is everybody okay? I, I just feel like staying here because I can see people. But I'm talking to you too, wherever you're at, whichever camera. I don't know which one it is. Is it this one? I feel like I'm on TBN. Is it this one? Both? Well, which one's on me? I'm talking to you. 
Don't curse what God's given to you to bless. I feel like staying there because I feel it. Because if you'll choose to bless it, God desires to develop it. <laughs> so, so understand that you may feel like, I feel, I feel like talking to an elder right now, somebody who may be on your last leg in your mind. But if you always have a private place, God will give you the potential <laughs> for your purpose. He will give you the potential to fulfill your purpose. Your purpose has not, if you've got breath in your body, watch this, if you've got a pulse, you have a purpose. And so if there's still breath inside of you, there's still a mission assigned to you. So don't give up and don't start cursing something just because you're at the end of something. I feel this. I don't know who I'm talking to. And I, I don't know if that one's on me, but if I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to you, don't curse something just because you've come to an end of something and you're feeling the pressures of the next. Lord, help us. The prophet released the blessing. He had the strength in his last moments, watch this, to spur Joash, to spur Joash, watch this, from a private place for public war. Your public victory, listen, your public victory is not what you do in public. Your public and my public victory is going to come from the place of the prophet's view. <laughs> the prophet's view was in a private place. And this is where God, I believe, is getting his people back to is the place of the secret is the place of the glory. We've been so much on this because we're not coming just for an activated anointing, but we're coming. God is looking for us to come from the kingdom, to come from the glory, to come from the place of the thing that's already been finished. And the prophet was in the last stages, but he had the strength to spur Joash from a private place for public warfare and also for public victory. God wants to do something in the private place because he said, those who shut the door, those who climb in the closet, they will begin to experience the reward in a public place. Your reward is not going to come in front of everybody. It's not going to come from the place of everybody. It's going to come from the place where you're in alone with God, where you're in a secret place, where you're climbing the hill, where you're climbing the mountain, where you're getting into the place to hear from God and communing with God. And the city that Syria had taken needed to be recovered covered and many of you need to recover some stuff right now and the king needed to be motivated some of you need motivation right now some of you need to be stirred right now and this was the will of the prophet this was why the prophet was laying there on the sick bed because he still had something to do in that moment and it was to encourage it was to motivate it was to it was to to stir about wisdom it was to stir by wisdom it was to stir by the words of another dimension not his word but what God was releasing to him there was a word that was from another place and that word of God through Elisha declared watch this complete victory God was with Elisha which Elisha represents the word somebody shout Elisha represents the word 
So what I'm saying here is that God was using the word to give to Joash. We need, he needed the word to fight. How many knows that I need the word of God to fight? I need the word of God to be my weapon. I need the word of God to be uh, remembered. I need the word of God to be kept in my heart because it's the thing that I can release. The Bible said that my weapons are not weak, but they're mighty through God for pulling down of strongholds and casting down everything that exalts itself that gets in the way of the knowledge of God and so there was a word that was given to the king I'm here to tell you I came to stir you I came to spur you to warfare and I came to tell you that what's on the inside of you is greater than anything that's against you and I came to declare to some homes right now that no weapon that's formed against you shall be able to prosper I came to tell somebody to move past your carnality and get to your spirit man that can conquer all things. I can do all things through Christ who has strengthened me. I have to have the word to fight. I have to have the word to win. I have to be willing to be instructed by heaven. I have to be willing to go to a place to receive. That's why church is so important. You must have a place to receive. Don't neglect the assembling of the brethren. I know we've got to do things right now, but there's going to come a day that it's going to be completely available to you. What will you do? Are you comfortable with the way things are? Or will you move into what God has, has, has conditioned you to be? <laughs> this is just conditioning for what the purpose is for your next. I need the word. Somebody say, I need the word. I'm trying to get through this, y'all. I hope I'm not boring y'all yet. Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord. Somebody say, in the Lord. I need the Word. I need Ephesians to, to be strong in Him, to be strong in the Lord. And the Bible says, in the power of His might. Somebody shout, His might. I need to be strong in the power of His might. God, help me to be strong in the power of Your might. 2 Corinthians 10.3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not fight in the flesh. But how many knows that my battle is won in the Spirit? I will never win a battle in my carnality. I will never conquer in my carnality. In the Spirit, many miracles will be released. I cannot release anything if I'm in my mind. But if I will get in my Spirit, if I will allow my mind to line up with my spirit. It's okay to think a thing, but what are we thinking? How are we directing things? And I'm here to tell you that miracles, signs, and wonders will follow those. Ladies and gentlemen, you have the ability and the authority through Christ for things to be following you. Everywhere you go, there's things that you are releasing. What are you releasing behind you? Is, is, there, is there miracles behind you? Come on. Is there signs behind you? Is the wonders of God behind you because God is trying to get us as Christ uh, uh, developed people uh, as, as, as being a, a joint heirs and heirs with him as being in a new covenant way ladies and gentlemen you have the ability and the authority to, through Christ to win not just one battle but how many knows God wants you to win every battle God wants you to win every test God wants you to win every circumstance and the way we win the battle not just partially but how many knows God wants to fulfill your victory. God wants you to have full victory. Not just a partial here and a partial there. But God is looking for you to complete a thing. 
So if I walk in the Spirit, Luke 22 and 29 says, I concur on you a kingdom just as my Father has concurred upon me. He has concurred a kingdom that does not consist in word, form, or process, but it is in the power of God. What does that mean? That means that God has given to you a kingdom. Listen, and there's all through Scripture, we see 1 Thessalonians, uh, one says not just only in word, but it's in the power of the word. It's in that active uh, uh, position of the word when it's coming from the place of the wind of heaven when it's coming from the place of your spirit that wind that word that comes up out of you is the word that's able to 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 destroy wickedness to destroy darkness and he's saying I've conferred I, I can I confer upon you a kingdom I've granted unto you a kingdom I've endued you with power the Bible says Acts 1 and 8 uh, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Why? Because he wants you to be a witness to his miracle, his sign, and his wonder. Kingdom that consists of power. Say that with me. The kingdom that consists of power. Why? Because I can't change anything without the, the concurring upon me of the kingdom that the Bible says is in me. It's not just on me, it's in me. Come on, somebody. It's not just on me, it's in me. Somebody turn your neighbor and tell them, plug in. Plug into the kingdom. Plug into the king. Plug into the power. Whatever you got to do and navigate through to get there, plug in because there's no effectiveness until you're plugged in. There's no vision until you're plugged in. There's no brilliance until you're plugged in. There's no miracle until we're plugged into the kingdom. It's been concurred, but it's up to us to plug into what's already been released. The kingdom that, that manifests, I'm talking about a kingdom that manifests the gifts of the Spirit that releases the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, whom the Father sent, the Bible says, to teach us all things and to bring all things to remembrance. It's that kingdom. It's that Spirit. In the kingdom of God, there are no diseases. In the kingdom of God, there's no disability. Are you hearing me right now? In the kingdom of God, there's no insane people. In the kingdom of God, there's no addicted folk. They're all made whole in the kingdom. So what do I have to do? I must come from that place. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it's already developed and done in heaven. It's already finished. Somebody say it's finished. He has given you the right to be an ambassador and to make an appeal. Why, when do I make an appeal? When the enemy comes in like a flood. You raise up the standard against the enemy with miracle signs and wonders that are following you. When the flood is coming against you, you begin to raise the standard and watch things begin to follow you. Verse 16 of 2 tells us of 13. Uh, verse 16 of 2 Kings 13 tells us that the king put his hands upon the bow and Elisha put his hands upon the hands of the king. This is the picture of divine authority. Your hands, watch this, can't do anything without his hands upon your hands. How many knows that his hands guarantees victory? <laughs> his hands guarantees breakthrough. His hands will guarantee the healing. 
I can put my hand upon somebody, but if his hand is not on my hand, it will do nothing. My heart is not just to declare the word over you right now, but for you to see complete victory as I'm declaring the word over you. That's my assignment today. Not just to sit here and be a, a, a just a throwing out the word of God to you, but that the word of God would bring forth your deliverance. That the word of God would literally get into your space and bring forth your, uh, your breakthrough, your reward, your victory, your purpose, your promise. And my desire today is that you would see your complete victory. My desire today is that you would see yourself completely overcoming the enemy. My desire today, today is to to see the head of the enemy, the head of the giant cut off, and that you would be dancing on the graves of your adversary. Hallelujah. And I'm talking about spiritual adversary. The Bible says that you have the power to dance on the things that tried to, to disturb you, the things that tried to uh, distract you, the things that tried to haunt you. God says you have the authority through Christ, through the kingdom ability. And my assignment is not to declare to you my word, but by the Spirit of God, I want the victory of God on my lips into your house. I declare the victory of the Lord in your home. I declare the victory of the Lord as you're watching me right now. I declare that healing is coming into your house. I declare that the goodness of the Lord will be noticed in the land of the living. You will see God's power revealed in your life. Come on, somebody help me right now. I know we've been here for a minute, but I need somebody to help me. Let's work together as this body, and we declare right now that there is healing that's being released in your house. You will see the power of God. You will hear the power of God over your house, over your marriage. Some of you need some. Uh, uh, you, you need something to happen in your marriage. You need something to be fixed. I'm here to tell you right now, as the word of God is being released, if you will open your heart to it, God's going to mend the place in your marriage. God's going to mend it. It's not just going to be a partial moment, but God is going to fully do it, and your marriage is going to be better than it's. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're almost gave up. You're on the edge of giving up. But I'm here to tell you you're also on the edge of giving in and God is saying if you will give in to me if you will give in to my spirit he's saying I'm going to mend what the enemy meant to bust up what the enemy meant to pull asunder the word of God is the truth and the Bible said that what God has put together there ain't no demon in hell that can pull it asunder there ain't no demon in hell that can destroy it come on somebody I'm talking to somebody's purpose right now it cannot be broke up. The Bible said, watch this, when we become identified with what we represent, then we understand that he said, watch this, of this kingdom, there will be no end. Come on, just identify with the kingdom right now. If I identify with victory, I act like victory. Come on. If I identify with victory, I praise him like I have the victory. If I identify with victory, there's a sound that comes victorious out of my mouth. I speak victory over your bondage right now. Come on, shut your hands toward that way. We're going to pray for them right now. We speak victory over bondage. Just begin to pray in your own way. Let the river flow out. We speak victory over depression and guilt. We speak in this season of frustration. We speak the, the God of clarity in the name of Jesus. We speak victory over worries. We speak victory over fears and anxieties and doubts and questions. 
and we give God praise and we sing a new song in this house because we declare that God has already sealed it. God has already done it. God has already delivered it. And when his hand is upon our hands, there will be nothing that will be impossible in this season. So we praise you in this house. We get position for a new sound. We get position for a new song. I, I feel this right now. Some of you need to get in your hallway and let a new sound come out of you. Come on. Some of you need to go in your bedrooms and, and maybe you're standing in your living room and you need to let a new sound come out of you. You need to let a praise come out of you. Not a, a pandering, not a wasteful thing, but let, let, let a hallelujah come out of you. Let a fresh, divine, sweet smelling Savior come out of you and into the nostrils of heaven. And I believe that if you will do that, I believe that heaven will invade you. I believe that heaven will uh, invade you. It will come into your space. It will come into your circumstance right now. I believe it will bring forth your healing, your deliverance, your miracle. Just let a new song in his house. I feel that right now. Because I believe in this hour of the new thing, it requires a new sound. Come on, somebody. God wants to do a new thing, but he wants a fresh sound to come out of you. God wants to do a new thing, but he's waiting for a fresh worship. He's waiting for a fresh praise. He's not waiting for one that's been put in your pocket and you can pull it out, but he's looking for something that you've never done before. He's looking for you to move like you've never moved before. He's looking for a sound of groaning to come out of you because you cannot birth if you don't groan. There's no sound. There's no substance. I'm here to tell you there's a sound that's supernatural and it should always perpetually be coming out of my mouth. I will bless you at all times. Your praise shall continually be in my mouth. Stand all over this place if you don't mind. We hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com. 